Welcome to Inside Out Leadership. I'm your host, Rob Holman. Now listen, you could be doing a variety of different things, hanging out with a variety of different, different people, but you've chosen in this moment and in this time to spend with me to learn about my Inside Out Leadership philosophy and principles. And for that, I'm honored. So honored that I want to let you in on a special opportunity. Are you a speaker, an author? Do you have a message that you believe the world desperately needs to hear? If that's you, I want to encourage you to formally be a part of my world-class speaker community called the Get Paid to Speak Bootcamp. Go to www.robholman.com forward slash GPS to learn more. June 20th marks a very special day each and every single year. It happens to be World Refugee Day, which is an international day designated by the United Nations to honor refugees around the globe. It falls each year on June 20th and celebrates the strength and courage of people who've been forced to flee their home country to escape conflict or persecution. World Refugee Day is an occasion to build empathy and understanding for their plight and to recognize their resilience in rebuilding their lives. In steps today, a very special guest on the Inside Out Leadership Podcast. It's global human rights advocate, Ifra Fez. Ifra was at home with her sister and mother when two rockets landed in her neighborhood. As paralyzing as this experience was, in that moment, she realized that she wanted to dedicate her life to helping humanity, specifically women who have been impacted by such horrific acts. Ifra's heart of service is about helping empower women to dream again, one step at a time. She's advocated for female Afghan refugees and female internally displaced people in camps, especially gender-based violence victims, women-headed households, and unaccompanied minors. Ifra's extraordinary UN work stems from having big aspirations as a young girl. Her desire to work for women's empowerment led her to join the Pakistan Air Force. She is the first female paratrooper from Pakistan's general duty pilot branch. Get ready because this is going to be a timely and extraordinary interview with Ifra. Enjoy. Ifra, welcome to the Inside Out Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much, Rob, for having me on your podcast series. I got to tell you, I am so honored having you on as I have a special place for uh, the Middle East uh, on my heart. I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but I've had the joy and honor to go over to uh, Afghanistan a number of times since 2007. And so I've met some amazing people on my journeys over there. And that region of the world specifically has taught me so much about uh, having a deeper love and appreciation for people and operating out of the gift of hospitality. So I just want to say um, this interview with you, I have long waited for this and really anticipated it. So I just want to say thank you so much. It's, uh, it's just great having you on. It's a total thrill. So thank you so much, Rob. I, I'm thrilled to be on your show as well. Awesome. Well, listen, I figured we would jump right in. Your story is a very compelling one. You've been through a lot in your life. And out of this deep inside kind of a place, you have tremendous influence and impact with people. And we'll get into that in a little, uh, little later. But oftentimes our story, our personal story, 
inspires us to do great things, dare I say, extraordinary things in the way that you have and continue to do. So would you take us into the event that happened in your life when two rockets landed in your neighborhood? Sure. Uh, to begin with the event, I would, uh, you know, give you a little background. So I belong to Khyber Pakhtunkhwa province, which is the northern part of Pakistan. Uh, this uh, Khyber Pakhtunkhwa has been in, uh, has been a victim of internal displacement, which became actually massive during 2008, 2009, and 2010 due to armed conflict and natural disaster. The family size in this region is generally large, so approximately 60% of the children were affected. So on one end, we had this internal displacement, and on the other end, in 2010, Pakistan was hosting 1.7 million Afghan refugees, having one of the world's largest refugee population. Again, my province, Hebrew Pakhtunkhwa, was hosting majority of the refugees. So it was during this time that uh, one evening, two rockets fell in my new neighborhood due to an active armed conflict. One landed on the house next to ours. The sound was rumbling and so fierce that it shook me to my core. My ears started to uh, experience a whooshing sound and my heartbeat just stopped for a few seconds. After 10 seconds of numbness, I started hearing people scream, loud sirens and rescue teams making their way to our neighborhood and people leaving their house in panic. The walls of some houses, they collapsed, uh, windows shattered and few casualties were reported. Having experienced this type of traumatic incident, some neighbors migrated to actually safer and peaceful cities. But you know what? Actually, one good thing did happen on this day. Luckily, the rockets did not explode. And that's why I'm here on your show. Yeah. Well, I'll tell <laughs> but, you, and, and we're thrilled too. I mean, I, I can only imagine being in that situation to where you found yourself, of uh, the feeling, right? Like you felt paralyzed. Uh, and, you know, just hearing that, I can't help but think of my own life, even though I, I haven't gone through what you've gone through, but I can't help but think, as I'm listening to your story, Ifra, of the times in my life to where I've kind of felt in a, in a similar way and, and what that did to me. And so that's what, that's what the power of story does, right? It, it, you, you've taken us on a journey with you to feel what you felt and then apply it to our own life. And for that, I'm just so grateful. Uh, in the midst of that. And you've done a lot with your story. I mean, obviously, the deeper something hits us in our heart, we begin viewing ourselves, we begin viewing others out of a completely different place. And, and you have. Now, I know your heart is certainly to inspire all people, of course, but especially young girls and women. And you, in a little bit of the research that I've done, and I, I might even say not just a little, I've done a lot because you are doing amazing things and you're not just influencing, but impacting um, young girls and women and people all around the world. But I know so many things as a young girl in, in school shaped you. Um, did you as a young girl have a lot of aspirations when you were younger? Um, and, and if so, what were they? Yeah, like... Yes. 
Oh, definitely. You know, growing up, I always had a passion to serve my country by joining the armed forces. Uh, the teachers would ask me what my ambition is in life. And I would say, you know, confidently, I want to join Pakistan Air Force as a pilot. The next instant, I would see, uh, I would actually hear laughter and my friends mocking me for having a very unrealistic dream. Obviously, it was a very male-dominant profession, and it is still considered a very male-dominant profession. But uh, uh, joining military was also against the cultural norms. But I think that women should be able to appreciate life by being able to make their own life decisions and not being held by the society, but instead take it as a challenge, a motivation to fulfill their desires and their dreams. And... Yeah, yeah that, I love that because here you were as a young girl and you had this heart, this mind that was courageous, um, that you dreamed big dreams, uh, even when you didn't see those around you, other women necessarily around you doing those things, but you believed that you could, you believed that you, you would do these things. Um, so where did you get that courage from? I mean, like, in, in, like, was there a person, whether it be a family member, friend, um, mentors in your life, especially when you were younger, that really inspired you to think that way, to do big things and accomplish extraordinary things? If so, you got to let me in and got to let us in. Like, who was that person or who are those people? Oh, definitely. I'd love to share that. Uh, my parents have inspired me and they have shaped me into the person I am today. They are strong role models. My father has always taken pride in having daughters. He's my mentor and he keeps helping me to see the positive side of life. He makes me appreciate it and he tells me to always, you know, take challenges with a smile. And uh, my mother is a support system. She's always, uh, you know, taking me in the right direction. And I'm just so blessed to have wonderful parents. Oh, that's so, no, it's very uh, touching. And it, I can't help but think of my own life uh, as I'm listening to you with my mom and dad who have shaped me, who have influenced me for the better. And um, yeah, I, I'm even thinking, uh, you know, out loud a little bit, my dad has a tremendous work ethic. And he's always taught me to work hard. And when you believe in something, don't, you know, if obstacles come in your way, if there's barriers, um, if, if you can't go over them, go through them. <laughs> but, you know, these aspirations, these dreams that we have, um, you know, there's going to be challenges that we face. So I want to I want to thank my dad as I'm listening to you for the ways that he shaped me. And then my mom, Ifra. Um, she's one of the most creative and thoughtful people that I know. And she has been a tremendous anchor in my life when, you know, life takes me in all these different directions. My mom has been the one to just say, don't worry, things are going to be okay. They're going to work out for the better. Just hang in there. You can do this. And when you have a support system, the way that you've had, the way that I've had, um, it not only helps encourage us to think and dream big dreams, but also see those dreams fulfilled. Definitely. And, yeah. So were there anyone, you know, outside of the support system at home, you know, sometimes in our community in which we grow up, there's a, there's, there could be a family friend, there could be a neighbor, there could be um, I, I, perhaps 
someone that you read about that influenced you through books or through, you know, whatever the case may be. Was there anyone outside of um, mom and dad that also inspired you? Well, I think, you know, I would actually stick to my parents because I've seen my father work in the humanitarian field as well. You know, I've seen him go in the IDP camps and, you know, work for uh, people there. And I think he has uh, actually influenced me in personal as well as, you know, professional life. So I would actually stick to my parents because they have had the greatest influence on me. That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. Okay. So I've got to ask you. So, so far, um, we, we know since a little girl that you've been greatly influenced in a, such a positive way by your mom and dad. And, and you always kind of dream big things and aspire to big things. And you accomplished uh, many of them. And you continue to accomplish many of those as well. But I've got to ask you a question about the Air Force. And being an Air Force pilot, um, what's one like lesson that you've learned in being a pilot in the Air Force? I mean, it's not every day that whether you're in Pakistan or the United States or anywhere in the world that um, people, you know, there's not a lot of people I know that are Air Force pilots, but I know that they are wired a certain way. They think a certain way. So what's one overarching lesson that you learned from being a pilot? So, you know, actually being in the military and acquiring that uh, tough training, I would say teamwork. As a cadet under training, it was not easy to, you know, carry bricks at your back, run miles, do multiple front rolls, back rolls, and various other tough physical exercises in extreme cold and hot weather. But teamwork, constantly telling your teammates that you can do it, and you know, taking them along, that really helped. So I really value teamwork now. So good. And teamwork has never been more necessary than now. I mean, in the day that we live in, where you know, people are accomplishing big things, but if you go about it all by yourself, how far can you really get? But if you can, but if you can find to your point, if you can find people, whether it be in your own family, whether it be in your your neighborhood, community, uh, like-minded organizations, and start really intentionally working alongside of them and allow them to work alongside of you, this is where we accomplish, I mean, some amazing things. And then we start getting into things like called legacy, like living leaving a legacy that. Uh, affects future generations. So, and you're doing just that effort. So, okay. So, you know, I've got to ask you this question. You've already let us in into your life and with the story and stories and, and, uh, you know, of why you've accomplished all these amazing things. But as a global human rights advocate, I know that you have worked uh, with the UN uh, for women's project for the government and other things. So tell us more about the work, whether it be the UN's women's project, other things that you're doing, being a human rights advocate. Sure. So in 2012, I got an opportunity to lead United Nations Women's Project for the Provincial Disaster Management Authority in Hebert Pakhtunkhwa province. The project was the first initiative in the province to ensure mainstreaming of gender concerns by reviewing all policies and procedures and ensuring that the four phases of disaster address the concerns of women. 
So to achieve this, we provided multiple training sessions on gender in disaster to the local government and media personnel and the flood-prone uh, districts. We also established a knowledge hub containing more than 800 material on general uh, vulnerabilities. And uh, we created um, uh, standard operating procedures for the government. And we also encourage government to adopt the Workplace Harassment Act to have a safer work environment for the women. Uh, this project brought me very close to internally displaced females in the area. Then I started working for United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees, and I was mostly involved in determining the status of uh, female uh, Afghan asylum seekers. So, and I was mostly involved in interviewing uh, SGB victims, women uh, without any male support, and unaccompanied minor children. So this work has been very close to my heart. And I think, you know, in the end of the day, it was a little traumatic to listen to their stories, but being able to, you know, hear them and counsel them and actually, you know, uh, be able to give them the refugee status was very satisfying. Hmm. Well, we can't, we come back and really come full circle with your story. You know, as I'm listening to all the impact you continue to have, I can't help but that girl that experienced rockets going off in her neighborhood and the feeling that you had. And because those feelings were so real, they were so palpable to you, that out of that inner place, it did something in you. And, and all of a sudden, it, that something gave birth to something quite profound, that you, out of that place, you're able on the outward to help so many other women, so many other girls find placement and be an anchor in their life to help them in different ways, in different shapes, in different forms, help them get back on their feet, help them emotionally, help them mentally, help them in practical ways. And for that, I applaud you. It's admirable work. It comes from a deep place and you are helping so many people that desperately need the help. So if, if you have one practical word of wisdom with all that you've been through and all that you're doing that you want to leave behind to the inside out leadership audience that's listening to you, to you today, what would you say? It's very simple. Humble. Be humble. Be humble. Wow. Because I'll tell you, I'm hearing that word and the temptation for so many leaders throughout the world is to get your name out, to be the leader that everyone knows and appreciates. But I'm reminded of a book written by Jim Collins. Jim Collins is a U.S. Uh, thought leader, and he's a tremendous leader in his own right. And he wrote a book years ago called Good to Great. And for those that are familiar with Jim Collins' work, um, this is going to be a refresher. But for those that are not familiar with Jim Collins' work, please read Jim because he, he is just doing amazing things. In the book, Jim gives study on what separates the great leaders from even the good ones. And he talks about through his research, through his experience, with leaders all around the world in for-profit and non-profit. What truly separates them is the word and the wisdom that Ifra has given us today. It's those that walk in 
humility. In other words, putting others above yourself, coming alongside of other people, getting under other people only to lift them up so they can accomplish things that you only could ever hope or dream of. Ifra, you have done that and you are doing that. And for that, I'm grateful and really appreciate you. So what is next for you? I mean, you're already doing all these amazing things, but what's next? What's the next chapter of Ifra's life? So I feel very lucky to be working with JFCS Pittsburgh and contribute towards the mission of supporting people through life changes and challenges. I will continue to uh, value being part of this amazing organization, helping to resettle refugees, rebuild their lives, and help them become self-sufficient. Having seen the state of refugees while they flee their home country for the fear of their life, living in camp setting, waiting in queues for food, and struggling to find employment in country of asylum, this is traumatic experience, but being part of JFCS refugee and immigrant team, it enables us to help the refugees recover from this traumatic experience, help them by offering housing, food, employment, clothing, mental health services. Uh, JFCS gives a hope for a new and peaceful life. And I'm just grateful for this opportunity to touch lives. Well, we're grateful for it as well, because uh, we are all benefiting because of just who you are and the work that you do. Lastly, how can people, as they're hearing your story, as they're hearing uh, the words of wisdom come out of you, how can they get in touch with you or how can they find out more about you? Any particular channels or avenues, social media wise or websites? So I'll tell you that I'm not a frequent user of social media, but I try to keep my LinkedIn updated and I will recommend uh, following the podcast series, Blazing a Trail with Ifra Fares. It's collaborated with Women and Girls Foundation Pittsburgh. The podcast features notable Pakistani women pioneers like the first uh, female fighter, cartoonist, architect, the founder of women's uh, movement in Pakistan, their first female neurosurgeon, uh, the first transgender model in Pakistan. So it celebrates the whaler's strength and achievement of Pakistani women. So, uh, uh, you know, it's actually, it shows the South Asian side. I love that. I so love that. Well, listen, um, to your encouragement, and I know other people are going to love this too, we are going to release this episode on World Refugee Day right? And there's no better time to do that. Any closing thoughts on World Refugee Day? I mean, and, and the release of this podcast episode uh, on that day, because you, you, you know, highlighted to me, you said, Rob, there's no better time than to get out an episode like this. So people can learn more about you, learn more about the work that you're doing and the work of so many other people helping refugees all around the world. So any in closing thoughts, any um, any thoughts about World Refugee Day, Day on June 20th? I, I'll just say it's a day to celebrate and honor refugees all around the world who flee their home country. And it's not an easy thing to do, leaving everything behind. So it's a day to honor refugees and their tremendous uh, valor and strength to actually 
take the step uh, to find a safe place for themselves and their families. So we honor you. Yeah. And I think it's a great way to end as we honor those doing uh, the work for refugees and the refugees. I want to say and end this show by saying, Ifra, thank you. I honor you not only for the amazing work that you have and continue to do, but more importantly, for who you are. You lead from the inside out and you are leaving a legacy to when you're no longer on this earth, it's a, a, a ripple effect that will go upon the earth to positively affect future generations. It's admirable, it's praiseworthy. Thank you for the gift that you are. Blessings. Thank you so much for your kind words, Rob. Welcome.